and we back in this thing like we left something. Welcome back, y'all, to this week's episode of I Got a Story to Tell. We got a good one this week. Oh, we got, <laughs> we got a good one this week. I appreciate y'all riding with me this far or thus far, however you say it. We got a good one this week, though, y'all. I missed y'all last week. Last week was Thanksgiving. Hopefully everybody had a good Thanksgiving holiday. You had all your peoples in town celebrating, getting fat full, all of that good stuff. So we were off last week, but we are back today. If y'all ready, I'm ready. Sit back, buckle up. I got a story to tell. Let's go. takes place in the year 1997 it's actually around this time of year 1997 i'm 19 years old i'm home from college on thanksgiving break and thanksgiving day you know with family eating the whole family thanksgiving day right so that friday the next day I'm at the crib and I'm thinking, what can I get into tonight? Because there's always something going on on that, you know, of course, that Friday, them weekends anyway, because you got to think the, the college kids are back home. You got families from out of town, in town now. And so there's always something popping. There's a party, a kicking in spot, something always going on. So I'm laying at the crib, laying around, not doing much, but thinking, what can I get into tonight? Now, if y'all listen to the episode <laughs> entitled a wild wolf running free at the church picnic y'all will know my younger self always had an affinity for older women ever since i saw my first vanessa del rio classic porn movie deep inside vanessa del rio ever since i saw that i was like i gotta be you know i gotta get with an older woman right so i'm laying at the crib on this friday and i'm like you know what I'm going on the, the hunt, the prowl for a cougar tonight. Now, I didn't know where to go, so I'm sitting there thinking, what spots will the old school chicks be at, right? And it hit me. There was a spot on the corner of Hamilton Avenue, and I want to say the cross street is Cedar. I could be wrong, but I know it's on Hamilton Avenue. There is a spot, when I was younger, it was called Docs, D-O-C-S. When I got older, they changed the name to Shakers, but it was still the same spot. It was a bar. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take my ass to Shakers. I'm going to get me an old school vet. I'm 19, y'all. So I'm like, I can't go into the spot dressed like a nigga from New York undercover, right? I can't go in and Tim's and, and shit like that. So I'm like, I got to come correct, right? Because I know them old school niggas go in smelling like Dre Carr with some form-fitting jeans on 
and some motherfucking Nino Cerruti shoes, right? So I, I ain't finna go in there dressed like these niggas. But I'm a, you know, I'm gonna go in right. So I get dressed. My mother like, where you going? I'm like, I'm just step out for a little bit. She was like, all right, well, you be careful. I said, all right, yes, ma'am. Get dressed, get a cab. It drops me off over at Shakers on Hamilton Avenue in College Hill. I get out, pay the cab, dude, and I go inside. It's people sitting at the bar, people standing around out of shit. Fucking the Gap Band is playing loud as shit in there, right? So it's like, it's some throwback shit. So I go in, I pull up a bar stool, like at the bar next to this woman. Now, she's sitting there, and the reason I chose her, she was, man, listen, let me explain. She brown skin, um, thin, but got cakes, like, and she got on like these, these dress pants. And as she's sitting there, I can see the cakes. I can see she's sitting on something, right? So not much going on up top though, but she got cakes. So she brown skin, she got the baby hairs, right? The natural joints though. I ain't talking about the shit y'all do now with the, the, the brown gel and the toothbrush and you know, brush them bitches down and, and sculpt them before you put the wig and shit. I ain't talking about that shit y'all do. I'm talking about the shit like the afterbirth laid a little longer on her on her edges, right? When she was being born. So she got the natural baby hair. She had that. So I'm like, oh shit, right? Beautiful. Oh, she beautiful. I walk over. Psh, nigga, I got my eyes set. I pull up the, the, the bar stool next to her. I sit down. Hey, how you doing? Good, how you? I said, I'm good. I look over. On the counter, she has now. Do y'all remember? They were like um, women would keep their cigarettes. It's like a cigarette pouch, and it got the little gold circle knobs that you like pinch, and it opens up. So she had one of them sitting down on the counter with her lighter sitting next to it. She had two glasses. It looked like both was water. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it wasn't. So, bartender, what you drinking? Now, my drink has always been Jack on the Rocks. I got introduced to Jack Daniels when I was like 15, 16 by my white homeboy, Nick, who had took a bottle from his parents' liquor cabinet. So ever since then, that has always been my go-to, Jack on the Rocks, right? So I tell him, I say, let me get a Jack on the Rocks. Cool. So I say, and get her another what she drinking. All right, cool. So he come over. I say, what are you drinking? She was drinking Bombay Sapphire and water, right? <clears throat> so she says, thank you. She said, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm like, oh, no problem. Now, <laughs> in the same breath that she said, thank you, she looks at me and says, don't think, don't think this means you about to fuck me. I'm like, what? Whoa, hold on. Wait, hold on. Like I'm, 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 I'm blue back. Like what? Now, granted, in my mind, that's where I, I start going. Like I see what I want this evening. I'm going after, right? In my mind, I wanted to have sex with the woman, right? But she ain't had to put it out there like that. So now I got to lie. So this is the game, right? This is the back and forth game between man and woman, right? So I'm, I start lying. No, nah, it ain't even like that. I'm like, nah, I just saw you sitting here. I said, it's only right to buy you a drink. Oh, okay. I ain't want you to get that thought in your head. I'm like, nah, it ain't even like that. Again, lie. Y'all know the saying. Men, 
fall in love with what they see. Women fall in love with what they hear. That's why women wear makeup. That's why men lie. Right. So I'm lying. I'm instantly in lie mode. So I'm like, no, nah. I'm like, I don't know what type of dudes you used to dealing with. But nah, ain't nothing but a drink. It ain't. nothing. Oh, OK. So now it's this tension. Now I'm like, oh, shit. So now I have to re-strategize. OK, how am I going to get to my goal here? OK, I didn't, I'm being nice. Then I'm lying, saying I ain't trying to smash when really in my heart of hearts, I really want to. Right. So sitting there drinking she's smoking cigarette after cigarette cigarette after cigarette what's them brown cigarettes she was smoking the brown joints uh i think they call moors or something like that right so she hitting them joints one after another i'm like god damn baby girl going through something because i'm like man regular people that smoke cigarettes don't smoke like that like she get done with one she lighting up another i said god damn and the ventilation in this spot is atrocious like, you're going to walk out of Shaker smelling like a full-blown cigarette. So I'm like, fuck it, all right. About five, ten minutes pass. I, I spin my, my bar stool around. So now I'm not facing the bar. Like, you know, when you're facing the bar and you're looking at the drinks and the bartender. I turn around, I'm looking at the spot at the club. This nigga they got in here DJing, he's playing the latest and greatest in mid-80s and late-80s R&B, right? It's 97. He's playing nothing up to date, but I get it. It's an older spot. So I see she finished her drink. I buy me another one, buy her another one. She say, oh, you just trying to feed me drinks. I said, no. I said, I'm sitting next to you. I said, you need a drink? I need a drink. I said, that's what we doing here, right? She says, okay. So she was like, she put her hand out for me to shake her hand. And she said, I'm Joyce. I said, nice to meet you, Joyce. Now, Joyce was probably mid 50s. I'm 19. So I tell her now to make my <laughs> to make myself sound older instead of saying, hey, my name is Mike. I'm like, oh, I'm Michael. She was like, nice to meet you, Michael I said. Nice to meet you. So we talking. We shooting the shit just a touch. So she starts telling me I'm originally from Detroit. I say, oh, OK, cool. That's what's up. She's like, um, but I moved down here a few years ago. She was like, my boyfriend, who I'm currently with, his name is La Cedric. That's L.A. Cedric. She calls him L.C. So she was like, me and my boyfriend, L.C., um, we moved down here. He was working at the auto plant and got fired. And so he got another job down here. I'm like, oh, OK, that's what's up. So she starts talking to me. We shooting the shit just a touch. Nothing too deep, nothing too serious, whatever. We keep going on and on, drinking, drinking, drinking. She says, hey, watch my little pouch, her little cigarette pouch. She said, I'm about to go to the restroom. Nigga, she gets up out that, man, listen. So she, she's shorter, so she got to hop down off the, 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 the stool, the bar stool. So when she hopped down, I'm looking, and the ass like, like bounce you know like when she hit the ground like boom i said oh she's sitting on something i said okay in my mind now now i done had some jack daniels i done had some conversation i'm i'm in like hey nigga it's gold time like hey it's cool we didn't got to learn about her and all this hey 
telling you, Kevin McAllister, y'all know Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. Both hands on cheeks is what I'm saying. So that's all I'm thinking. Hey, it's hey, come on, Mike. Let's let's do this. She come back. She say, you ain't let nobody take my stuff, did you? I said, nah, I wouldn't do that. She said, you ain't put nothing in my drink. I said, nah, I definitely wouldn't do that. She's like, oh, okay. We start talking. We talking about five more minutes. It's getting late. It's getting late. So she says, I'm about to get up out of here. Now, I have two options. I can go full court press and be like, hey, I'm trying to get up out of here with you. But I didn't lied so much already. I don't want to come across as, oh, this nigga lying. At least keep it 100, right? Be consistent. So instead of being full court press, like, hey, I'm trying. I'm like, hey, well, it's nice meeting you. Can I get your phone number so I can, you know, talk to you another time? So, but before I can go like either way with them two options, she hits me with, hey, give me your phone number. <laughs> what she hit? Why don't I do that then? So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I get a pen from the bartender, write it on the napkin, hand it to her. She write her number down, she hand it to me. I'm like, all right. I say, what you about to get into? She said, well, I got some friends that stay in Wanted Hills. Wanted Hills is another neighborhood there in the city. She said, I got some friends that stay in Wanted Hills. They have family that's coming in or that is in town already for uh, from Detroit that were in town for Thanksgiving yesterday. I say, oh, OK, cool. That's what's up. She said they're going to be over there drinking. She's like, they might have a little reefer. You know, old folks call shit reefer. She said they're going to be playing cards and whatnot, listening to music. I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. I was like, all right, well, you enjoy yourself. She said, why don't you roll with me? Nick. As long as I can stay that, like with her it increases my chance of getting the cheeks right so i'm like nah so again i gotta play like i ain't in full court press i'm like nah you know that's your people i want you and your people to have a good time i don't want to be you know a, a, a bother and she's like what you mean i was like you know when you go somewhere and you don't know nobody but you with somebody that knows everybody you don't want that person to feel like they got to check on you having a good time she's like nah i ain't like that so i'm like well, shit, all right, I'll roll with you. Cool. We get up to leave. Get out to the parking lot. She has a red Pontiac Sunfire. We get in the Sunfire. It's cold as shit outside. We get in. She starts up the Sunfire because she wants to defrost the windows and get the heat going and shit, right? So we sitting there. We having a good conversation. We talking. I'm thinking like, ooh, nigga, I want smash old school right now nigga not now but right now we talking she gets to telling me like hey like I'm, I'm glad we ran into each other or met each other tonight and you know it's been cool I'm happy you decided to come with me and hang out so she takes her arm and like she's rubbing my left arm with her right hand she was like you a real cool guy I'm like I appreciate that so she starts asking me questions. Where you from? All this shit, right? Now, only thing I need her not to do is to start questioning my age and shit, right? Now, I could always pass for a little older because I always had facial hair, right? So my go-to was if she would have asked me how old I was, I was going to lie and say 26. 
So she talking to me. She starts rubbing like my shoulder. And I'm like, shit, okay then. We might be able to bypass all this and get it popping right here in the Sunfire, right? Now, the measurements and the setup of the Sunfire wouldn't be conducive to clapping cheeks, right? So I got to get like creative if, if push come to shove. So I'm ready. I'm like, oh shit. Now, my 19 year old brain is thinking, okay, I don't have no condom, right? No hat, no strap, right? I'm thinking, okay, she 55, you know, mid 50s. They usually be clean and go to the doctor, right? They usually go see the OBGYN people, right? So I'm thinking, okay, if she give me anything, she gonna probably give me like gonorrhea, clap, you know, something like that, that I can get rid of. I ain't worried about her having the ninja, right? I ain't worried about her having the heel. Because usually, you know what I'm saying, she black woman put together, look right, look cool. So she she probably take care of herself down there, right? She going to her visits. So I'm like, okay, I don't think she got the ninja. So I take my chances of going in raw, right? So I'm like, okay, so I didn't start, I didn't start calculating the shit in my head. Like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going in. So we talking a little bit. She rubbed my arm and shit. The car getting warm and shit. So I'm like, okay, cool. Nigga. <laughs> she talking to me. She starts telling me about LC. I don't give a damn about this nigga LC. LC is not my concern. I am not. I did not come there to hear about this nigga. The thing when you trying to bag something, right? You want to keep their dude like so far out of the conversation like i don't even want that to be a, a topic right i don't give a fuck about this nigga i don't know him i don't care to know him none of that shit but she brings him up and every time she starts talking i try to like shift it to something else right but it's always back to this nigga so i'm like oh, this nigga got a stronghold on this woman's mind right so i'm like fuck so we're talking she says, hey, scoot your arm over real quick. So I, my left arm. So I scoot it over because there's like a little, um, what do you call it? Like an armrest thing that you can lift up and there's like a little compartment in there. So I move my arm and she's talking to me. She's telling me like, hey, you know, he got fired from his job for being drunk on the job. Came down here, got another job. She has been a little rough. Um, she was like, he messing with them drugs and he drinking and stay drunk on the job. So she's really going into it. And I'm like, fuck. Now I'm starting to feel like I'm defeated. Like this is not going to happen at all. So mid conversation, she ain't break conversation. She's still talking to me, looking at me. She gets a blue, like y'all remember the old school Bic, B-I-C, Bic pen, um, like the writing pens, right? And they had the blue top that like, it was cone shaped with the hole in the top and had like the little, um, I don't even know what you call it, like the little long piece that if you put it in your pocket, it like keeps it in place in your pocket. Y'all know what I'm talking about, these ink pens? Well, anyway, she grabbed the top out. And I'm like, okay, that's odd. And she puts the armrest down. She's talking to me, looking at me, reaches under her seat with a left hand and pulls out a little bag of cocaine. Dips the, <laughs> dips the pen in there and hit. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. 
Like I'm so thrown off. I'm like, hold on. She's still talking to me. Took a quick two second break. Hit the booger sugar real quick. <clears throat> yum, yum. Put the pen up, closed the bag, put it under the seat and kept fucking talking. I can't hear anything she's saying at this point. This has turned into now I have to make a life decision. Am I going to be in this fucking Pontiac Sunfire headed from College Hill over the Walnut Hills with a motherfucker who's on powder, right? Ain't no seatbelt going to hold me from, you know, when we go off a fucking cliff, right? So I'm like, oh, shit. I can't hear nothing she talking about at this point. The thing that got me back in tuned into the conversation is when she says, oh, I'm sorry, my bad. Goes up under the seat, pulls out the bag of powder, grabs the pen top again and was like, you want to hit this? Now she's offering me cocaine. I'm like, nah, I'm I'm good. Oh, you, you on party? No, uh-uh. Now, like I've told y'all before, I've never even been a big weed smoker. So anything stronger than alcohol, I've always been like, nah, I'm good. Like I've never done Coke, pill, all that shit, right? That some of you niggas do. I don't do it, right? That's just not my thing. So I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. She says, well, shit, while I got it out, hit it again. <laughs> I say, oh, shit. I'm in this bitch with Rick James, right? So I'm like, oh shit. She talking. She talking to me now, wiping her nose and shit to make sure, you know what I'm saying, the crumbs and shit ain't there. I'm like, oh nigga, this just took a turn. But then my demented mind starts thinking, okay, if I get these cakes while she on this powder, she's gonna be like a fucking animal, right? She gonna be wildin', right? So I'm like, oh, this could be like some monster turn-up sex. But then I start thinking like, damn, she's going to be on that powder. She's going to put that veteran twiz on me. She's going to be going bananas with it, right? Then I'm turned out. Then I'm looking for her. I'm supposed to have my ass back at school. I'm going to be all around Cincinnati looking for this cokehead, you know, to get this twiz again. You know, it's everybody, you know, we all chasing that high, right? We all chasing a high of some sort. That would have been the high. So I'm like, oh, shit. So now I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be fire. So I'm adding, I'm doing all the adding and subtracting and shit in my head. I'm like, okay, I can smash this cokehead. I'm going in raw, so she might give me something, right? She might give me VD. You know, it's going to burn, but then I can go to the clinic. I can get right off that. But then I'm going to want to always go back and get some more. But I'm going to have to put on a strap when I smash and the feeling ain't going to be as good. Now I'm disappointed. So I'm wearing all this shit in my head. She's steady talking about this nigga, LC. I don't give a shit about LC. LeCedric is the farthest thing from my mind. So she goes into, I know he ain't good for me. And the whole like mood switches. Instead of me saying, instead of me saying like, that's all right, or trying to change the subject. I say with my dumb ass, what you mean he ain't good for you? Now my punk ass has turned into fucking Dr. Phil. I'm like, what you mean he, he ain't good for you? And she goes on this long tangent. He ain't never been good for me. We got a son together. His son don't fool with him. 
the Cedric get on them drugs, get to drinking. He want to put his hands on everybody. All this shit, right? I'm like, oh, damn, that's fucked up. My whole mood has changed from excitement because about two seconds ago, I thought I was going to get some raw cokehead pussy. And now it's, I'm a full-blown therapist. And I'm like, oh, God. Okay, Michael, you're, you're here now. You asked for this. You're here now. So we continue talking. She's telling me all the negative shit. She's like, you know how many times he didn't put his hands on me? You know how many times, you know, he didn't beat my ass and embarrassed me and stole from all this shit. I don't want to sound like a hater and be like, well, why are you with him? Right? I don't want to sound like that. But I put that to the side and now I've turned into the concerned person. And I ask anyway, I'm like, well, why are you... Why you stay? If that's the case. Because I'm the type of nigga, I can't understand somebody treating me like shit, putting their hands on me, and I'm cool with it. I don't give a fuck how long we've been together, right? I don't care how long we've been together. Like, when people be like, we've been together this long, that has never meant shit to me. Ever in life. I'm not married to shit. Not no religious belief, no um, concept on this, relationship with this person. I am not married to shit. If shit changes, I change. Period. Right? So, she starts going, we've been together this long and we got history and I... And so my response was, you got a history of being done bad and a history of getting your ass beat. Because now, I've gone, I've switched out of, I'm trying to get this pussy. To let me help, let me try to help heal, let me, you know... Be honest. Let me give honest feedback because we're here now. Speaking of the word healer, right? Just a quick side point. Um, my brother, my my guy, my frat brother, my best friend, my spiritual advisor, all of that shit, Mac. Before he introduced Ifa, African spirituality, right? And all that to me like he start telling me things and talking to me about things and I remember he said you're brought here to be a healer and at times I still don't know what that means but then I start looking back on certain points in my life and I'm like I see I see what it what it means now right and I didn't I wasn't introduced to this till shit recently so to speak and my brother Mac introduced that idea. And the more I recall certain stories, the more I see it. And I see what he's saying. So, Mac, thank you. I love you, brother. Um, I hear you. Now, back to the story. So that's what I'm, I'm in healer mode now. Like, I'm trying to help her heal and get over and get past this shit, right? So she's still telling me all this shit. And I'm like, well, shit. Quit fucking with him. Like, that's the basic way of thinking for me. Because I'm, 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 me personally, I'm able to detach all emotion, ego, all that shit from any decision. I'm not locked in the shit. So she's telling me it ain't that easy, yada, yada, yada. She keeps saying, I know he ain't good for me. It's been a couple times I thought he was going to kill me. All this shit. We end up sitting in that parking lot talking for damn near six hours. Damn near six hours that night. Never left to go to the party and want to hear none of that shit and I mean there was times in the conversation I was dozing 
She was dozing, but we kept talking. So she says, well, <laughs> look like we done missed the party. I said, yeah. She was like, well, where you going? I'll drop you off. So we stop at White Castle, get coffee, and she dropped me off. About a month, almost a month, well, say about three weeks, I'm home from school for um, Christmas vacation, Christmas break. Call, we talk on the phone like two, three days in a row. We meet up at Perkins, Perkins Restaurant. Me and Joyce sitting there, we talking and shooting the shit. When I see her, she looking, I mean, over that month, she ain't looking the same. She's telling me, you know, LC on this bullshit. I think I'm going to go back and move back to Detroit. I say, oh, okay, that's what's up. She say, just me and my son. I say, all right, good. So she ended up moving back to Detroit. And um, I talked to her again. Probably, it was some, it was a whole, it was damn near that next summer, the next year. We're talking. And she said, yeah, I plan on coming to Cincinnati for the Jazz Festival. Now, for those who don't know, Jazz Festival is a three-day music like weekend in Cincinnati. We always get people from Detroit that have come down um, for the weekend. And so that was her plan to come down to, um, to Jazz Festival. She never came to Jazz Festival. I called her that weekend, no answer. Called, no answer. Called, no answer. Late October, I got a call from her son. He told me Joyce was dead. And I was like, what? He said, yeah, my mom died in a house fire. I'm like, huh? He said, yeah. She was asleep. And the house caught fire. And she died. I say, well, was anybody else hurt? You know, I'm, I got all these questions. And she said, um, I mean, and he said, no, nah, it was just her. And I said, well, how did the fire start? He said, I don't know. He said, I think LC did it. Because he didn't even call his dad. Dad, he called him LC. He said, I think LC did. He said, really? He said, yeah. He said, I always knew he was a piece of shit. He said, I just didn't think he would go this far. So, Joyce, you was right. He wasn't no good for you.